0: two-episode day buttholes. I'd like to. I'd like to start this episode the way we started the last episode with a dramatic reenactment. Janine, hmm. could you, as you did not, but thirty seconds ago, oh, no. reenact for us what it feels like when
1: that blister drop hits? Um, I, this is now what it feels like because I don't remember thirty seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: how it feels. Like. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to <Pod> Liner <laughs> Drunkcast and Drunk Casting, Not Leonard Podcast. I'm
0: Allison. <laughs> I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hey. Uh, Janine, what you did was you went. I was listening to you guys talk about all of that, and then I was like. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um uh, that's Janine reacting to uh, Julie and I having to take a break to specifically recount the episode the the order of uh, events the order of events of the first half of the second, second half, half of, of this episode. episode. That's true. Um, Because we want to make sure we don't skip anything. Um, If you're just tuning in, if for some reason, if you like just went to iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, and you were like, oh, look, new episode of The Drunk Cast, and you didn't listen to part one, there are two episodes this week. Go back, listen to part one, because there is a part one of (laughs) The World
2: Turned Up. Down. She opened with another Open Hamilton joke. Turned
0: I mean, it's that's the, the, same, it's ju- the same joke. It's ju- well, it's also just Hamilton. It's not a joke. <laughs> that's actually just Hamilton. It's literally just that. It's a Hamilton reference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, freedom of America, freedom for <laughs> France. That is a Hamilton
1: joke. Um, oh. I'm in the room where it happened. That's you are great. in the room where it Great. Um,
0: you oh. know what's weird? My brain skipped to another LMM property, and I went, you're welcome. Hey. Oh <laughs> God, I
2: love that song.
1: It's, okay. The rock was so good. I'm going to watch that again this afternoon.
2: How many times do you think you've seen the movie Moana? Uh,
1: fucking 20 times. Sweet. And that is an underestimate. It's been more. Mm-hmm. Is
0: it, I don't know, your 1996 Pride and Prejudice? Not Pride and Prejudice, Emma? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Amelia. Is it your Emma?
1: I think so. Is it?
0: Wait, is Moana your PP?
1: <gasps> Dude, Moana could definitely be my PP. Because, like, she. Uh, Moana is his PP. There you go. Pee-pee.
0: There's. The, I can't wait for you all to see that on an Instagram story. Because that's definitely going on. In, oh, there it is.
1: <laughs> as, soon, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, I feel like I was set up. Shit. No, that's your PP. Moana's your PP. <laughs> but it is. I love that fucking movie. It is so. Comforting. Oh, God. And when I re- and satisfying. I remember I've recounted this story before people had watched it a few times and talking about how Moana goes through this really intense journey, and I have teared up more times than I can count. Can we pause and listen to the soundtrack right now? And no. Just- no. Okay. We
2: got to move on. <laughs> There's so many things happening on the ridge, yo. Mm. I can't even... Oh, my God. <laughs> um,
0: because, you know, because as we're about to learn, sometimes a girl just has to stand up. And declare herself to the world and say,
1: I, I am Mulvay! <laughs> I know what she does. It I knew she it does. wasn't gonna be mo- Yeah, so awesome.
0: Um, so if you'll recall, we left, go listen to part one. If you recall, we left off. Uh, Claire has just gotten her very chic haircut that she hates, mm. but it's very chic. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like, it's a good haircut. She looks great. Brianna? Has good a future job. In the in Engineering the Oh
2: yeah <laughs> Engineering She engineered the hell out of the haircut I was gonna say That hair engineer mm-hmm. Yeah You know that there's some salon Somewhere that calls their hairdressers oh, yeah. Hair engineers
0: Well you know oh, yeah. what Wig engineer
2: Yes Wig? So many good People wigs People who episode. style wigs Engineer Oh no I'm saying You're right In Just general General Because they're building a structure yeah. Like thinking about building That has those to like stand Ma- the test of time Marie Antoinette wigs and shit yeah. I mean I'm thinking about Bridgerton
1: the queen Yes, yes. Hair, hair engineering Hair
2: engineering yeah. It exists. Roxy Andrews, quite a hair engineer. You know what? Yes. Wig on wig on wig. Yeah. For life. Mm -hmm. So So, uh,
0: we are seeing Claire now and Jamie
2: having their first alone time since Claire woke up from this fever. First, Jamie tells her that he found out the source of the amoebas and it was a decomposing elk upstream in the river where everybody was getting their water. So the water was contaminated that everybody on Fraser's Ridge was using.
0: And the reason that it finally tapered off is that Claire got people and Jamie in the meeting, he called, got people to start boiling their water Mm -hmm. because that would have made the water safe to drink. Mm -hmm. So, um, event. So Claire really did. And Jamie really did save the day Mm -hmm. by, um, having the, the, like hygiene, just telling people about hygiene. Um, So what Jamie tells Claire is that they found this elk and they moved it and then it started tapering off, right? Like already it started to taper off because Claire had been treating everyone and because they had started boiling their water. Um, After they found the elk, then the water wasn't contaminated anymore. Um, How did the elk get there? Do you think it just died?
2: Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, (laughs) sorry, Mike. Um, It's Okay. Like or I mean, it could be somebody shot it and then didn't find it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it, but I, an it accident. Wasn't, it wasn't. malicious. Okay. It was.
2: This is Oregon Trail, baby. This, this is random. Is an opportunity. It strikes out of nowhere. It it presented an opportunity that it one did. jumped on. Yes. Okay.
1: Um. It was very. It was a very natural occurrence, which required as human intervention to fix.
2: Yes. Dig. But <laughs> I was wondering whether or not a human made it happen. No. 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 They, no. Okay.
1: they weren't in the room where it happened.
2: Oh God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> It's the opposite. It's the opposite of the joke in the last
1: episode. I know.
0: (laughs) Okay. So um, Claire then starts asking questions about how many people died and who else is sick. And this is when Jamie starts listing, there's been a lot of death. They have lost a lot of people. Uh, But he says, you know, you were really among the last to get sick. Well, you and Tom Christie. This is when we find out, uh-huh. as I mentioned earlier, yeah, that yeah. Tom Christie got sick at the same time as Claire and that they essentially had the same symptoms. Because you may not have picked up on this, Janine, but when we are describing Claire's illness, fever, hallucinations, sweating, yeah. no diarrhea, uh-huh, none of that shit. Yeah, yeah Claire yeah. did not have dysentery.
1: She did not have the bloody flux. She did no not have the bloody, bloody flux. flux. Question, uh, because I think this is going to impact the importance of this. Tom Christie is what to Melva? Father. Father. Yeah. Okay. This Dad is guy. Um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy from
2: Arts Muir that kind of yeah. really super weird yeah. Christian mm. dude, but educated teacher guy. Yeah. Yeah. Very,
1: very the flawed
2: character.
0: Um, super interesting. Hope this guy gets a guest actor Emmy nomination. Dude, he's he's very, good. Yeah, he's yeah, very good. good. And again, super underplaying everything. Very subtle. Suit. I was so impressed guys. I was so worried at the beginning of this season that this storyline was going to be incredibly sexist and like predictable, boring. It's not in the books, but that's because we have all of this insight to what's going on with the characters and because the relationships are so deep. It seems it would be very easy to dumb it down and make it lazy.
2: Yes, and they Shit. didn't. No, they didn't
0: at all. That's great. Um, I'm very. I was. I was so worried at the beginning of this, like specifically when about this. When she the put her
2: hand on his shoulder, I was yeah. like, "All right, here we go." Yeah, it's they're gonna do it, and then they did but not. But it's do. all.
0: There's tons of gray area, and there is tons of uncertainty, and then there are things that are not uncertain at all. Yes, so, yes. Um, it's great. So.
2: Uh, but there's a moment here where they have their cute talk with each other and he makes a butt joke and he's like, you can't die. And I thought of Team America World Police when he looks her in the eye and goes, I will never die. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would have to go back and check, but I think
0: that that is something that, that Jamie has also said to Claire. Like, you can't leave me.
1: Yeah, I
2: think that's what he says to
0: her.
1: Oh, and no, I'm saying yeah. that
0: Claire has also said to Jamie. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the I, past will never die. <laughs>
1: the Matt Damon streaks possible guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, uh, it, yeah, it's a good scene. He says, um, you've lost so much weight, you've, you've, you've hardly asked any ass at all. Mm-hmm. And she says, that'll It'll grow come back. back soon enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, very funny. Uh, but it's, but Claire's not doing well, and you can see, again, Sam is so fucking good. You mm-hmm. can see how worried he was, and that he's trying to play it cool because it needs, like, she obviously just needs things to be chill. Because also, again, in the previous episode, we saw Jamie have that moment where he was like, something's not right yeah. with oh, my wife. she
2: heard the hallucination yeah. or we she thought was it was hallucination of the whistle. worried right. about her. Mm. Yes. He before, has been for a while. Yeah,
0: Before she got sick. Mm. Yeah. So you can see, like, the weariness and the relief that he conveys in those scenes really
2: good. Yeah. Is this his best episode? It was damn good. It's really good. He
1: keeps. He seems to be in the the last few episodes just one-upping himself. Like he he continually has better and better performances.
2: He's subtle in a way he has not been in previous seasons. Yeah, I don't know if it's this one or the one where he met Brianna.
1: (laughs) Oh, that was so
2: good. Also very good. Yes, but he's he's incredible. And you're right. He he is obviously very concerned, but also relieved that she's awake and conscious and hasn't really suffered all that much. She's okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. she's still weak, but she's okay. Yeah. And then our gal, she has a wanderlust. She just can't help herself. For the rest of this scene, before we jump ahead, um, it's a
0: lot of Jamie very sweetly, but not condescendingly reassuring Claire that she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but Claire is obviously insecure about how she looks. This sure. is when we were talking. We were referencing it earlier. This is where they really hammer that home. Okay. Um, I don't want to. I think we. I think in reminding ourselves of the events, we are now in danger of thinking we already talked about the events because in addition to being very excited about this, e- this episode, we're also both pretty stoned. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. So um,
1: there, there it is. I don't want to
0: skip that. There it is. <laughs> there it's it very is. good. It's a very good little scene. Well, so the, but, the joke
2: is the is the topper, the one that you yeah. mentioned. That's yeah. where he like really is like, well, oh, can't wait to see your ass again. That'll grow so back. Yeah. Um, so, and then she's with the cat and she's like, shh, don't tell anybody. Adso, keep the bed warm for me and don't tell anyone where I've And Adso's I've gone. like, meow. Adso. And then she leaves. Chunky. He's so cute. Chunky Adso. He's so cute. And he was just chilling on the bed with her. It's a nice little kitty moment. Oh. Yeah. And then she puts on what might be my favorite Claire costume since the bat suit.
0: Yeah. And that is... That's truly, like, I would say top five except for Paris. What? Because there were, like, what 15. What would you call it?
2: It's, it is kind of military. It's also kind of, like, accepting that she is now, short, like, trying to mask sexlessness or something. Like, um... Let, let me just describe it first. Okay. She's
0: still wearing her apron, mm-hmm. and it's not tied around her waist. Um, which I think was almost certainly done to, to hide, hide her pregnancy. Her pregnancy. Mm. But the result is it looks like she's wearing the same coat she always wears, that like Navy Dust coat yeah. all the way down to um, the angle. With like vaguely military mm-hmm. feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because that her linen apron is just hanging off her, it looks a little bit like, God, maybe like a, like a
2: nun's habit? Like a nun or yeah. a monk or something.
0: It's this like, yeah. you never see Claire in something that's so sort of, it's not shapeless, but it's unadorned, right? It's not belted. There are no like big details. It's just this, it's her blue all the way down, and then white all the way down, and then her everything else is kind of concealed. And then she puts on this
2: hat. Oh my God, that that's hat is like so good. It's like a Like a pirate hat? No, bigger. Or like a preacher hat, like fucking the hat that Collins wears in P&P, you know, with the big, wide brim. It's big, and it's masculine. Um, And her hair's got all cut off, right? Yeah, yeah, So she's got this kind of traveling monk vibe. And then she's so fit. And they also, none, I mean, she looks, it's very
0: oddly beautiful, Mm -hmm. like Madonna-like, sort of. Well done. The shapes and proportions are all perfect. And it's chic. In unintentionally on Claire's part, but like looks it. really, it's a very striking costume, but she just looks so unwell and it, none of it fits her quite right mm. because she's lost all this weight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the hat makes her cheekbones stand out. Mm-hmm. Like it just really, the makeup again is really good. Uh, and we see her strolling very slowly through Fisherfolk town and people are shooting her some weird looks because who's this monk? Who's <laughs> this monk? And also, it was big news. She was so sick, and everyone, and also maybe she's a witch. And then her hair is gone, and oh, I'm gone. sure that word that's about that a, spread, yeah. right? Yeah. And she walks through Fisherfolk and and uh, strolls up to the Christie household. And she walks in, and Tom is there. He's on his feet, he's wrapped in a blanket, but he seems all right. And they have this sort of uneasy standoff that's like, Somehow, both friendly and combative. Yes, it's very really friendly.
2: Like, oh, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're okay too. Like, very clearly, respect and just kind of yeah, like a
0: connection that's that's weird and maybe not even totally justified, but you can tell that they are both acknowledging that they have this weird bond. Well,
1: there's like it seems like they're like the moment is like they're the humanity is being reminded where like we almost died.
2: Well, Claire goes to tell him. When she goes to see him, I think she probably suspects that he had dysentery. Yeah. But then when she walks in, she's no, like, "No, she knows. She's already suspects that
0: he didn't, because when is de- when uh, Jamie is describing Tom's illness. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. He, he says, tells her fevers and splitting headaches. And Katrina, oh, she's so good. Katrina, you see this little tiny flicker. And again, I kn- I knew that these that I understood these things as they were happening because I know what's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You if you didn't know what was coming, you would not have picked up on it. It's that subtle. But re- you're going to rewatch this episode at some point and it's going to blow your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Um, though I was pointing at Julie. Janine's not going to rewatch this episode because <laughs> no. he hasn't Didn't watched watch it at it all. At all. Um, no. um,
1: Is this going to be one of the episodes I should watch though?
0: Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it's going to make you want to watch the whole season because it's really... Anyway, it's very good. <laughs> yeah. um, so she already suspects that f- that... Tom did not have dysentery. She knows that she did she not have didn't. dysentery. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Because she... I don't know if you know this. They may have mentioned it. The best it. doctor in the world. She may, she's the best doctor in the world. She's <laughs> the best doctor in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not a joke. For real? really, yeah.
2: She's...
0: Time travel, bitch. Um, <laughs> so she's there as we find out because she needs to figure out what the fuck is going on mm. because she asked him to describe his symptoms He also is, like, pretty put out that she's there because obviously she is, he says, enfeebled state you've come in this enfeebled st- daft woman like pulls a chair out for her and they sit down to have a curmudgeonly talk. <laughs> um, and Claire, Oh, he also that was is my like, like uh, concerned about her hair and like yeah. a, this. And she says, well, I thought you'd be pleased now that my ungodly womanly locks are no longer present. Right. Because he doesn't approve of all that curliness mm-hmm. and she doesn't wear a bonnet.
1: What a, a weird, cap, what a weird right? guy. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so she of ribbing about that. The note that I took there was that the fever burned away Claire's last fuck. Yeah. She's like, because guess starts, what she came to do? She's, she's not going to, she's like, no, okay. I don't, I don't fucking I care what you think know. about my hair. I'm yeah. just going to sit. I'm really, t- I'm really tired. I'm going to sit Here's down. A bottle. Tell me about your symptoms. And he says, the worst headaches I've ever had, terrible fever, whatever. Yeah. She says, that's what I had too. I think we had the same illness. He but says, But not okay. the flux. Uh, that, Okay. Uh, sure. Why not? She says, "What's weird is that diseases usually spread person to person or through a, a food or water." But I haven't seen you lately, so how did we get the same illness? He's like, "I don't know because I don't understand anything about science." Because you're from the future, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? It's like, why should? Why is it weird that two people got the same illness if they haven't seen? People each get other? sick all the time, yeah, right? Yeah. She's yeah. like, "No, it's not. Trust me." I'm a doctor. Uh, We shouldn't have gotten the same illness. So I was hoping that I could get a sample from you so that I could compare and see if we had the same thing. And he's like, what would a sample be? And she
2: goes, puts this bottle down and goes, some of your fecal matter. She asks him for some of his shit, and guess who you don't ask that from?
1: The guy who's gonna lead the fucking pitchfork march. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Insane. Scandalized! Disgusted.
2: Uh. So mad. But then you know what? He walks her feeble ass home, and this is straight from the book
0: because sorry, straight from the mic. because he's like, "What the? You are obviously and, raving!" And then he puts his arm out because he has to. So he is also fucking enfeebled, but he has to make sure she gets home safe. So yeah, he yeah. walks her all the way home, and Jamie's all like, "What the
1: fuck? What were you thinking, Leah? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that one!" Uh, and I'm guessing that he didn't give the fecal. No, no.
0: <laughs> no.
1: No, I mean that it is that is a humiliating experience. I can tell you. And you I wrote,
0: can just see Katrina again <laughs> burn away
2: the final fuck. You can see Claire's just like,
1: just yeah, I figured.
2: John. I mean, John I had to try. try. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote. She asked him for a stool sample. Bad move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's not happening. He's not into it. Oh god. Uh, but then, but then ellipses. But then he walks her home. Uh, she's lost so much weight that both wedding rings are loose. Oh. She's distressed. Oh. Um and then she and Jamie
0: have another very nice scene. This is when he's sleeping on the yeah. floor. Yeah. She wakes up after they have after he puts her back in bed and um uh she hears like a like a rustling, something, <laughs> right? And she looks and his head just kind of pops up because he's sleeping on the floor. At this at her bedside because he didn't want to disturb her by getting into bed, so she's like, No, you can come on up here. And then they start reminiscing about the good old days yep. and when he slept on the floor in front of her door when they were collecting the rents. That's a season one reference, kids. Remember,
2: she opened the door and stepped on him, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, and it's no, lovely, birth, my apes. <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: lovely. Um, and then she, I don't even know how they get out of it but they start talking about her virtues this is a book scene it's straight from so the book so
2: sweet mm-hmm.
0: and he says well you're arrogant <laughs> and short tempered
2: and, and whatever. And you're brave. He did start with you're brave, yes. but then the arrogant and the short tempered come in.
0: Um, and then he, at some point she's like, okay, well. She's like, peace. Like, enough." Okay. Um, <laughs> he says, well, I not maybe I can't think of any virtues. Remind me of some of my virtues. And, and she says, um, patience and.
2: I know kindness comes in, but that's him back to her later.
0: Yeah. Patience, And I can't remember what the other one is, but he's like...
1: A cunning linguist. uh, (laughs) um, (laughs)
0: um, Are we making Claire canonically bisexual? I'd be good with that. Um, Why not? Yeah. Uh, She, uh, anyway, she's like, you're not very patient. Right? Very bantering. She says, okay, well then what are my virtues? And he leans, what's my greatest virtue? Oh my God, it's the best. And he leans in and says, (laughs) you think I'm funny? It's very charming. And you
2: know what? That's the fucking honest truth. That is real. <laughs> That's but great. they but
0: then he says, "No, do you really want to know what it is?" direct quote from the book. A great one of great, Diana's great scenes. Above all creatures on this earth, you are faithful. And she says, "You are too." And it's this nice moment that they share where based in their absolute bone-deep, unshakable love and trust in each other. Yes, it's beautiful. Cut two.
2: Oh my god! Jesus. So what's going to happen, um,
0: Jamie? It's mentioned earlier in the episode that Jamie has gotten a letter from the Sons of Liberty and mm. um, suspicious McFuckface from last time. Yep, uh, wants has, to bring him in. Has asked him to speak specifically on why we should refuse British goods, right? On stopping trade with Britain. Mm-hmm. Um. So we see him getting ready to go do that.
2: And he's getting into a wagon with Roger. They're about to head off.
0: And they have some really fun banter about how uh Roger is very cheesed to go to this actual historical event he's where like, they're oh. gonna be deciding like all this important thing. And it and we learn at some point, I don't remember if it's in the scene or earlier, that they're also gonna be choosing delegates for the constitutional convention. For the constitutional convention! That's a <laughs> Hamilton reference. Um uh-uh. and uh so that's what Rogers was very excited. And Jamie is, you could tell excited. It's like, finally, they're like, they're not excited about the war coming, obviously, no. but they are excited history. about like, it's history. Yeah. This is real. Um, and then Jamie says, are you sure you don't want to come with me? Um, presumably because he's worried about her, but also because it's history. She goes, no, 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 I'll come with you to the one in Philadelphia. <laughs> She's
2: Fuck like, yeah. I don't need to go to this one. It's not <laughs> I'll as come important. to the one in Philadelphia.
0: Yeah. Um, which is a really fun, it's, it's very rare that we get to see anybody having even a little bit of fun with time travel, yeah. but having Claire be like, "No, nah, there's a better one coming.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait. Mm-hmm. I'll wait." Um, and then just when everybody is excited and filled with hope about history and oh, living, and also, um,
0: some time has passed. Mm. Her hair is longer.
2: Not yet. It's still relatively short here. It's not until after this that she has the bob. I promise. I wrote a note about the wig. Like, it's still pretty short. But there was a time jump because... Of there was a time jump, but not, a, not long enough to really give her, like, a, the it's bob. It's not the bob. Mm-hmm. There are multiple wigs. We mm. see stages of of Her oh, f- growing it out. Mm. Right.
0: Um, so it's important that time passed because uh, who's coming up the drive?
2: Mm -hmm. ye old Christie family. Oh, man, just coming to drop a turd in a punch bowl. There's another Um, shit joke for you. And Alan Christie with his what what kind of face? Oh, this is... Thank you, Emilio, I believe was the person's name who told us that Alan Christie should be called Get Fucked Face. Here comes Get Fucked Face. Yeah. Driving a wagon um, with his dad and his sister in it. And it's... You can tell that something... That there's something
0: wrong with the picture. Alan is really keyed up. Mm. Tom looks like he's been, like, hit by a bus. Like, he's shocked. And Malva is, like, deliberately not making eye contact with anyone. Oh, no. So they pull up, and Jamie walks up to be friendly and Jamie-like. And uh, how can I help you? And also, I mean, at this point... They're all incredibly fond of Malva because she she she's nursed Claire. Claire. Yeah. Um. So, so um, he says we need to speak with you privately, and everyone's like, Meh. "What's that?" Like, go uh, oh, okay. And
2: whatever you say to me, you can say in front of my wife. And Tom Christie's like, "Sure, if that's the way you want it." So they walk in, and uh,
0: he says. My daughter is with child, and you can see Claire and Jamie both go, <gasps> okay, we're going to treat this like it's no big deal, because we are enlightened, and mm-hmm. we know that you are a uh,
2: crazy
1: fundamentalist. <laughs> You're scary. <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to try to not make this worse. So you can right. see them both be yeah. like, okay, okay, yeah, that's um, an
2: information. That's a piece
0: of fact. Okay. Whoop. What can we do? Yeah. Um And that's when Tom says that Malva has said that she will not say who knocked her up without Jamie being in the room. And you think Uh, that says a lot for her faith in Jamie, that he has enough authority. If you're me and you're reading the book for the first time, (laughs) that he has enough authority (laughs) that she feels safe with her abusive brother Mm -hmm. and her, abusive uh, father, not yeah. fuck face, get fucked face. Cause uh, I mean, Alvin just gives Alan gives, um, extremely creepy vibes. Yeah. Tom is abusive. Um, but ultimately some part of him way deep down, well intentioned, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. have seen that there is a nugget of a good person somewhere buried way deep down under all of the bullshit. That's another right. shit reference. Um, <laughs> uh, which does not excuse the abuse, obviously. Um, so And there's more to come in that department. Um, and she felt like she could say this thing if Jamie was there. That's, that's my take. I was like, oh, that's great. That's kind of how it felt for a moment. Yeah. Oh, no. And oh, then he no. says he, he's... And that is obviously his reaction. Yep. He's a little bit touched yeah. that she felt confused like perplexed but a little bit touched that she felt that she would be safe in his presence and say again they don't explain that sam just sells it yep he says well then who got you into trouble um and she says how can you say that to me when you know very well you know as well as i do who did it and jamie's like what Huh? Huh? She's like, well, it was you. He's oh, like, uh, what now?
1: God damn yep. it.
0: Um, oh, deuce. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck. And. Jesus. Malva. And Tom, again, looks flabbergasted. Yep. Um, and frankly, looks like he doesn't believe it. Yeah. Um, Alan looks kind of delighted.
2: Not delighted, <laughs> maybe like he gets he gets his he's like,
0: really um he's really excited to be indignant,
2: yes, <laughs> uh, you know when you see
0: one of those viral videos yeah. of like a huge, very tranquil dog, mm-hmm. and then there's a little cat that's trying to fuck with the big dog, and you can see the dog just being like, <laughs> he's not hurting the cat, yeah." The cat's trying to hurt him But it's a little bit like No Okay buddy Um, That's how Jamie punches this dude (laughs) Because Tries to stop him first Because Alan Christie Lands a punch On Jamie Fraser's nose Which only happens Because Jamie Doesn't stop him it, at, it does not look like Alan surprises him. Yeah. He's just like, well, I can't think of a way to stop you from doing this without breaking your arm. So, but he takes the punch and it's like, puh. And, <laughs> and it's like, like <laughs> Sam does such it. a good job. Because you can tell he's like, ow. <laughs> yeah, <my laughs> um, and he stops him. Uh, Claire is obviously shocked. shocked. And Malva turns to her. Jessica Reynolds is so good. Tears in her eyes. And says he did not mean we did not mean to hurt you. He was just so grieved for you, and I wanted to comfort him. And he was Whoa. taken with drink, and he And then she describes the scene that Claire saw in
2: her fever dream that with we by saw the in the fever
0: dream. Mm-hmm. I wa- He was so grief stricken. He was at your bedside, standing at the window. I walked up. I touched him. He turned to me, and then he just took me. Right, mm-hmm. and then she says that was the first time, and <sighs> then we learn- and then Clara runs out. Yeah, runs. Clara runs away, runs out of the room again. Alan Christie looks like it's like his worst birthday. Like he's enjoying <laughs> the cataclysm. He's not happy, but he's like thriving. Right, mm-hmm. like he is in his moment. This is like he's. It's great. Mm-hmm. We are yeah, not ha, done. But Janine, how do you feel about I it? I need you to focus in for just a second. I don't know what to do here. We are not done.
2: So how when I was watching it, oh, my fuck. immediate thought is absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. No. I know oh, yeah. I, of course we know it's untrue. Of course we know it's untrue. Claire knows it's untrue. Yeah. For
0: lots of reasons. First of all, because everybody watching this has read a book, right? Mm-hmm. We know that in this story, that man does not do that. Yeah. No. It's, it would be out of character. Yeah. it is. I would, he would never do that to Claire. Mm-mm. We have seen him have interactions with other women who are not Claire for all kinds of reasons. Leary, I mean, we don't really see them together, but we hear about what it was like for him when they were together because Claire was gone and he didn't know what to do and Jenny wanted him to be happy. And so they were briefly married, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen him uh, with another person who will come up in just a minute here. Um, we've seen him with uh what's her fuck with the shoulder, with the bite, the boob bite.
2: Oh, Uh, Georgiana, Genevieve, the the mother of Um, Willie from from Hellwater. Yes, William's mother. Mm -hmm.
0: Her. Um, So we know what we have because we see a lot of this character's life. Yeah, yeah, we have intimate details of actually who he's. Yes, and with the genre, we know because of the genre that it wouldn't happen. But the big thing is that in both the novels and the show. The experience the viewer has is despite having seen that scene where she touches him through Claire's eyes, we already know that this is not true, Mm -hmm. that there is no way it's true. And Claire runs out and you're like, could she believe it? Anybody would, but oh no. Why would she believe that? It's a completely understandable reaction, but But we can't believe that
2: she would believe it, right? right? We're just like, she knows, she knows that's not true. Yeah. So Jamie obviously wants to go after her, but he's
0: got this other crisis happening and Tom Christie looks like, I mean, again, they never spell this out, but you can tell that he also knows that Jamie would not do this to yeah, Claire, right? He knows. Like he has, I mean, they were in Artmere together, yeah. right? Like he's, he is aware of what this woman means to Jamie yeah, and yeah. he is aware of what their relationship is. Yeah. He knows. That, and he is aware of Jamie Fraser's character, despite the back thing and their power struggle. He know like he knows that this is a deeply honorable person. Yeah. Yeah. He watched him and we watched in that fl- that's why they did this flashback. We watched Tom Christie watch and fail to comprehend why it is that Jamie took a whipping for this person who um, was not right. well, right? And he asks Claire why would he do that? And mm. Claire says, "Well, that's just who he is." Right? So we've seen we have seen Tom Learn what kind of man Jamie Fraser is. He doesn't like him. He doesn't, I mean, they're obviously, he, in his mind, rivals. Um, It's not quite a kitten swatting at a dog, but, like, he he also, on some basic level, understands that they're not on the same level. Exactly. Um, So he, you can see all of that on his face without having to say it. But what's he going to do? Yeah. His daughter, and she has... All of this information, because Alan, on the other hand, immediately believes it.
2: Yeah, because Malva has all the dirt
0: on yeah. Jamie's Malva body. Malva says, "I've seen all the scars on your back," and Jamie "Or I've seen the scars on your body," and Jamie says, "All kinds of people have seen my back without me sleeping with them, including you, Tom." And some part of Tom Christie's like. Bah, 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 we Ever sleeping together? What? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and then and she then does Malva some shit about like a knife wound says on his thigh. She specifically, and we've seen these wounds. She talks about the wound he has on his chest, and she talks about the big scar in his leg, which is what almost killed him at Culloden.
1: It's the fucking notebook.
2: It's when no. she saw them fucking in the state. <gasps> it was her. Yep. Oh, that's remember, right. she was yes. watching them and like <gasps> really looking at it. So she was getting some details that she knew she would need. Well. That's up for debate. Oh boy, it sure feels like it. We're
0: we're gonna get there. Oh, we're gonna get there. Oh goodness gracious. Um goodness we're gonna have gracious. like a mini in the books that uh you won't be spoiled for mm-hmm. but people who not well, it doesn't matter. Um so then Alan tries to punch him again. Um it's it's very weird how that manages to be not funny at all and extremely funny at the exact same time because the situation is not funny. It's not. Yeah. But
2: there's something about Alan Christie trying to punch Jamie Fraser that's inherently really funny. I wrote, Me. get fucked, fucks around and finds out. Yes. Because <laughs> Jamie yes. does lay him out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, eventually, it's just like fine, boom, <laughs> like, like right in the, his in the stomach. And yeah, he's like oh yeah, like yeah, don't, don't. Um, right. And then Tom says, "Okay, well, um, you got to raise it." So, no, not or necessarily. N- so money,
0: right? We'll we'll work up a con. You, I, you're not gonna want to abandon your wife, I'm assuming. And Jamie's like, "Fuck no!" It's like, okay, we'll drop a contract. You'll support the kid, and then I guess it's up to you if you want to take him in and have your wife raise your bastard, right? Because there is still this petty piece of Tom Christie, right? Yeah. He's not so bamboozled that he's not gonna get a little jibe in, even yeah. if he doesn't believe it. Um, although, she, again, she does have all those
2: details. Yeah, so she really does a job on Tom yeah. and Alan. Um, it's ex- Alan. Mm-hmm. It's very persuasive. So, and also, doesn't she have? Is this the scene? And where also, she, has, she would win a fucking Oscar, Malva. Does um, she have one of those turns in this scene, or is it the next scene we see her in where she has the- that turn on Claire? It's the, um, it's the later. Okay. The big one, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. It's when Claire goes to visit her. Yes. That's right. She is a great actress. Mm -hmm. Like
0: in another lifetime, Malva Christie would have had great success, specifically on Grey's Anatomy, where she could have played the extravagant drama and the medical shit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she'd be the world's best television doctor. That is very because true because she's so interested in the medicine. But Malva Christie is a great actor. <laughs> Malva Christie might be a better actor than Jamie Fraser, and Jamie Fraser is a great actor as right? in the character being the an character. Actor. Not mm-hmm. Sam, I mean, Sam is also a great actor, mm-hmm. but the character yeah, yeah, yeah. is real. I mean, he's if you think back to um to when itty bitty baby John Gray uh, thought that Jamie was assaulting Claire because she. Had an English accent.
2: Oh yeah, um,
0: and he scared the piss out of him to get information out of because he took advantage of John trying to rescue this girl, um, th- who he thought was a prisoner. When really it was, and Clara's so pissed. See again, thinking about all these stories, Jamie is very good at playing a story. Playing he needs, a part, right? Mm-hmm. To get what he wants. Yeah. Um, so is Malva. Malva <laughs> is better. better. Wow. Um, it's really it's incredibly convincing. It's so convincing
2: that. If it were anybody else, you would believe it. But then there's this incredible scene. It might be my favorite scene in the entire episode. It, I think it might be mine too, but I just got to get this in. Um,
0: fuck around and find out face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get fucked, fuck around and find out face. Yeah. Um, threatens.
2: He He's getting ready to leave and he has his knife on his back. Oh, yeah. He shows Jamie his knife like and, big boy. Uh, and Jamie, like, what does he fucking say? Um Get the fuck out of my house, (laughs) or (laughs) he does kind of do that though. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's like, like, get out. You should get out
0: before I have to make you find out again. He's like, yeah. I think that you think you want to start something. You don't. No, please. You don't. Please go. It's very. I wish I could get the exact. I should have written down the quote. It's very good. It's it's like a perfect Jamie Fraser being
2: like, no, nope, bye. (laughs) No, nope, I just don't even have the time. It's like, yeah. no, and shut the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah we, you and I both know this is a waste of your time. Yeah. And then uh, Jamie runs out, and Claire is kind of pacing around in the stables. And we, then we have this beautiful scene with the two of them in the stables. And it's all about Claire trying to work through it. And she allows herself kind of to start believing it in a weird, tiny way. And I, I'm back here going, no way. No way she doesn't believe him. And so there's this moment that the show creates where all of we a sudden... We also...
0: Claire slapped the shit out of Malva, by Oh, yeah, she did.
2: Um, oh.
0: Slapped her before she ran out. Okay. Yes. Uh, and it's Jessica Reynolds. The look on her face, it's... She's devastated. Mm-hmm. Like, devastated. It's extremely good. Um, Malva. Yeah. Malva. Mm. Uh, so they're having the scene, and the way that it plays out, Jamie this also straight from the book, all of this shit. It's a very, this is a very faithful adaptation with a couple of little tweaks that just make it more interesting. Mm. Um, She, uh, Jamie is not trying to convince her that he didn't do it. He just says, he respects her. He says, I don't know. I don't know what to say. And she says, Oh, I can think of a few things you can say. And he says, well, I'm not going to apologize for something I didn't do.
2: mm -hmm. And if
0: I did, uh, it would be lying, and it would just make you more suspicious. So I can't apologize for something I didn't do. And he just sort of keeps saying that over and over again. It's not showboaty. No, it's he's being. It's he's patient. There's zero desperation. Because again, we just got that of all creatures in the world, you are faithful, right? Mm-hmm. And she said the same thing back. So you can watch this. I mean, it's an. It's an incredibly good scene as an illustration of the why this relationship is such good television. Because um, he
2: just lets her get there. Mm. Yes. He, like, every once in a while will guide her and, be, like, remind her gently, no, I'm not going to do... I'm, like she just said, I'm not going to apologize for anything I didn't do until she comes to it herself. And then when she does come to it, she's just like, "Duh." Yeah, it's, she's like, she's
1: like running through every way it could be possible. Yes, a it, little bit. Yeah, because
2: because of her insecurity. Well, she's, because of because it was convincing. Because right. she loves Malva. Yeah,
0: and because Malva apparently idolized her. When, right, and she, so she, you can see her go through. It's like first she arrives at her brain going. No, logically, I know this doesn't actually make sense. Like yeah. I know on an intellectual level based on my experiences with this man and my knowledge of our relationship and my knowledge of his character and my knowledge of this young woman and what who, what she is like, I know that this did not happen. Yeah. But it's – the wound is like way deeper than that. Yeah. So she already starts saying things about how she knows – even when she doesn't know yet. And then you watch her heart catch up to her mind, sort yeah. of. Is yes. that a good way of putting yes. it? Mm-hmm. But she does come back around and we know she yes. will. Cause
2: it's true. It's, it's and she yeah. has
0: this speech and it's the speech from the teaser where she's saying, I'm not supposed to be here. Brian Roger aren't are are supposed to be, to be to here. Jamie right. isn't supposed to be here. And we're all here. And I can't believe that it's true because if it is, it's for nothing. But of course it's not true. And you watch her get there and then they immediately—it's like they move on from that to grieving for all of the bullshit that they're about to endure. <sighs> mm-hmm. And it—the fact that Jamie gave Claire that space is what makes the next scene
2: possible, because Claire goes to Malva. Oh wait, hold on. He does tell her about Mary McNabb. Oh, yes. Uh, How dare I? Because she is really pressing him when she's coming to the realization. She's trying to work through every angle, like you said. And she's like, have you ever? And he's like, "No." What
0: he says, she says is, um, I can't believe, not that you would sleep with another woman, but that you you would sleep with someone and lie about it. And he gets this little look on his face. And he says... um, well, you're you're right, but Claire, there is something I have to tell you. And it's, again, Katrina, it's like she got punched in the stomach. She doesn't know what's coming, but it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just incredibly good. And then he tells her about Mary McNabb, who is the woman way back when, who came to the cave. Yeah, the cave. You remember? Right? Yeah. right before he got taken
2: by the red coat, she came yes. in the night yeah. before, and they had their tender. Yeah. Like, yeah. She gave I'm me right. tenderness, very- and I hope I gave it back to her. Yeah. And, and Claire's th- like, yeah. You did. You I'm, did. Sure, you I'm did. sure you did. I'm um, sure you did. Oh, I got tingles. And it's, and it's a all lot I... to
0: take in, but thank you for telling me. And you can just see that like yeah. respect. Yes. Honor, because of course love. he wasn't keeping it from her. He probably hasn't thought about it in years. But he didn't tell her about it when she came. Like he didn't tell her about it when he mm-hmm. told her about Leary and about Geneva. Geneva Dunsany. That's it. Geneva. Geneva. Thank you. Um, because he didn't because it was different because it wasn't his wife and it wasn't a woman who blackmailed him into it. It was a different thing, yeah. but it's hard to articulate, and he didn't know how to explain it right and she says, "Well, I think you explained it perfectly, thank you, right and that's it yeah, that's all um and it's that her ability to understand this experience he's describing without taking it personally, which th- would be a difficult thing for anyone to do on a like a fundamental bone deep level rationally, intellectually, you could be like, I understand that, but there's a part of me that feels um, ownership or um, Mm -hmm. like I've somehow been betrayed. Right. Um, And it's a, it's a primal reaction that then you're like, no, this isn't reasonable. And then you dismiss it. Right. We understandable for her to have that reaction, but she doesn't, she skips right past that to empathy, which is what makes the next scene so important. So we see Claire
2: go to Malva and, sh- and this well, is. Well, an- first we see Brianna and Roger, and this is oh, important yes. to me because. Yes, yes, yes. Roger's not telling anyone what he fucking saw in the church at this moment. So remember how Roger yeah. saw Malva fucking Henderson behind yeah. the pulpit? He, for some reason, he's kind of weirdly holding on to that fact right now. Like he's in the first.
1: He was, like, in, he was in the room when. Sorry, no, I really no. wasn't trying to make a joke there.
2: <laughs> uh, he was not in the room he was not in the room when the Christie's came with their no
0: good news yeah. but yeah, they no Brianna everybody and Roger knows are talking now, about everybody. it everybody we knows we also see a couple of really cool scenes actually and we haven't talked about these but where they cut back and forth between Claire and Jamie having a conversation and Brianna and Roger having a conversation about the same thing yeah. and sort of like drawing a parallel between those relationships very nice super effective yeah. um, but Brianna says essentially like well I don't I don't really
2: believe it, but I didn't believe it of my father either. And she tells the story about Frank's mistress. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I thought my dad was honorable too. And then Roger says, well, but
0: the situation with Frank is very different. Your mother loved another man for 20 years and he knew it. That's not the case with Jamie. He would never do that to your mother. And she says, but I would have sworn that daddy would never have done that to her either. Um, Fucking hell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We know what's
1: really intense about this episode and this experience of listening to it from you, from y'all is like, this is kind of like, you know how some shows, are, every, when you're coming to the end of the season, they do a, a recap episode of memories and whatnot. Somehow this is doing that. Oh, sort yeah, of. That's
0: what, well, that's yeah. what watching it was like. Yeah. Because as you're watching Reminders it. Reminders of episodes past. Sometimes things from. they bring up and sometimes things that you just, the show is trusting you to remember. Yeah. Because
2: that it's is bedrock. It's fucking the nature of episodic storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and it's, also their love for each other and yes. respect for each other is bedrock to this entire story, yeah. right? Speaking of rocks, you know, she touched one. And yeah, then, and then dicks. But <laughs> to be specific, one dick. One, one dick. One dick. Um, the, And then this is when Claire then, then goes okay. to confront Malva. Yeah,
0: so Claire goes to Malva. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at her house, and you see her walking through Fisherfolkland land again and again. Everyone has given them looks. In the monk,
2: kind of like the
0: big yeah, drapery with her big the
2: hat, like
1: okay.
0: And she walks up, and you expect a confrontation. Yeah. And it's oh my god. And instead, it's like Claire opens the d- through radical empathy opens the door for Malva to tell her the truth and you watch and Katrina it's she's so steady you watch her wait the way Jamie waited you watch her wait for Malva to take this opportunity and you watch Malva play a part and then play a different part and then play a different part and then she turns around and because she's such a good actor you don't know what it is she's going to say but Claire hugs her and she starts weeping and you don't know what's cut. You don't know if that's another manipulation, if it's another part she's playing or if Claire has somehow gotten through to her, but you can tell that that is the point of the scene. Claire is trying to find out why this young woman who she cares about, who she believed cared about her would do this, is telling this lie. There has to be, she's in trouble. There has to be a reason. She's trying to find out the reason. And then Alan Christie comes out and Malva turns away. Like, turns her back. And Alan's like, you have to get out of here. Hasn't your husband done enough, blah, 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 with his fuck face, right? Mm -hmm. And my sister told me that you make potions to bring people back from the dead. Ether. Isn't that what you told me? And then Malva turns around, and all of that's gone from her face. And she's just got these, like, sharp, dark little eyes. And she says, yes, I told you. And Claire. It's of the devil.
2: It's of the devil.
0: My God. And Claire stares at her and says, Don't come near my family again or I'll kill you. And walks away.
2: Oh my God. We're not done. What the fuck? We are not done, dude. What the fuck? I know. There's so much. So then we
0: see <laughs> that things are bad on the ridge. We get a like badness on the ridge montage and some voiceover, which I wish wasn't in there. It's my I know one note
2: that I, all the voiceover could have gone along with the two months later tag, which we're coming yeah. up on. But um, we kind of flash to the woods where there's a couple of the younger men are horsing around and doing shit, and like, uh, and I want to point out know, the gossip. It's Henderson it's that's Obadiah doing it. Oh, the guy Henderson, it's the guy that was fucking her on the pulpit is talking about. Well, Jamie did this and blah blah blah, and we're all like, no, nah, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, Rude. And Ian, um, much like Ian Claire has burned away his it. last fuck. Good. He not just is like having it nope
0: and he just starts fighting him and then everybody's around and he's like and you see him being like i'll take you down i'll take you down i'll take you down and everybody else backs
2: off It's like you know he's like you know what, like, you know what? I, I,
0: I, I was there i'm not we, that invested when we killed all those dudes yeah, um i'm not you're that invested. fucking terrifying i'm out <laughs> um so we see ian get in this Jesus fight Christ. and then um oh
1: my goodness
2: claire has um A brown town vision here. Yes. It's her first one where she's in the garden. She's digging a root. Yeah. You can
0: see how weary she is. We've gotten narration about they're ignoring, they're like being shunned essentially by everyone around them. There are all these whispers. So when we see this fight and then Claire is in the garden doing something, gardening shit in her monk outfit. And she
2: has a visual hallucination of what's
0: his name Well, she looks up and she sees the shittiest of the browns. Yeah. um, Dead brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You killed my ma, Brown. Mm-hmm. You hurt my ma, sorry, mm-hmm. Um. Brown. Um, and he says something, I don't remember what. And she's shocked and terrified. And then we hear Ian's voice say, are you all right, Auntie? It's actually Ian. And it's Ian. So mm-hmm. she's seen like a flash of blonde hair and like man-shape and assumed that it was um, Brown.
2: And then Ian tells her he had sex with Malva. Yeah, John
0: Bell is so good. So he says- yeah. Uncle Jamie Uh, wouldn't.
1: I'm I'm conflicted on this. Wait, wait, wait.
0: (laughs) Uncle Jamie wouldn't do that. She says, "No, of course not." She says, "He says, well, Auntie, I have to tell you, um, uh, it could be mine. Uh, at which point, which." Again, a little memory. If you'll remember, Jamie convinced Ian to propose to Brianna mm-hmm. when she was knocked up and they weren't sure if oh, Roger yeah. was coming back. Yeah. Um, so Claire's like, are you doing this for Jamie? Because is Yeah, Ian, are you covering for him? We've heard this song before, <laughs> right? You're too good. <laughs> You're a um, good guy. Mm-hmm. And he says, would it help? And she's like, I-, I don't think so. And he's like, well, but it could it could be mine. And then that's when we get this I scene. I have Lane with her. Yeah, yeah. Where he describes it was only the once and she was interested in my life and she was, wasn't was shy. All the shit that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. She's like
2: you. She's like she's you. Not like she's not like, she's, she's so not like the other girls. She's not... It wasn't like she's not like the other girls, but she's, 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 she's so curious beautiful. and smart. and yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and... I realized afterward it wasn't right, and that's when I had to tell her that I loved another because I still loved Emily, so I couldn't be with her. So she's not doing this because I shunned her, is she? He's, And that's when Claire says, no, Ian, I'm really sorry, dude, but Roger saw her doing fucking it with Henderson <laughs> Anderson in the so church, you're the so it's one. not just you. So and now he says, everybody knows about Henderson. Mm. But it could be me, so... Should I do right by? I'll marry her and I'll raise that child.
2: And she's like, "No,
0: no, you, you can't." Right? He's really
2: trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote that coat duster is for baby bump reasons. It's so good. That costume so is good. so fucking good. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So then, two months later. Two months, months later. <laughs> oh my Claire god. Scott. Let's the- break
2: it down just real quick. Why did they do it? Why did they put the script on the? Screen.
0: Oh, because they thought we wouldn't clock the wig. But there's been so many time jumps. Right, there have been so many time jumps. It's it's like a network executive or somebody was sold on all the other ones, but not this. Because we see like the first jump, we see the graves. The second jump is supposed to be disorienting because we've been in Claire's Claire's perspective. So we don't realize it's a week. Then the next one, there's a it's a jump. We see that she's sturdier, and we've seen the we see the way people were reacting, and Mm -hmm. Jamie is letting her be out and about. Out and all of that shit. This time jump. Claire has a, another wig on. Yeah, and now it's she has like a bob. a bob. Okay. So it's been months. So we didn't need two months later. But yeah, it's like they we were did. sold on all of them, but one. It's too bad. It's, it was a bummer, again two actually. notes. Too much voiceover and that one
2: thing, and that's it. Otherwise, I, I, my a, note was two months later. We've never seen this, right?
0: Yeah. It's um. <laughs> it's it's like, too bad. Why it's, why like, it's still why very why close, that's close that's
2: to uh, frankly a perfect episode of television, but yeah. like mm. little. And we got yeah. um, Jamie and Roger talking a little bit about the revolutionary It's shit. very charming. And it's super cute. And they're talking about how the hell do any of these re- resolutions get passed? All these dudes are hammered all the fucking time. Yeah. So you don't and they think of Cherry
0: these, Bounce, yeah. Janine.
1: Cherry Bounce, shadow. I was wondering. Yeah. Cherry Bounce, shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie says, It's like, how do they sign that? They're always bouncing. This yeah. is
0: one of those <laughs> scenes where they're cutting back and forth between Brian and Roger and Jamie and Claire talking about the same thing but not together. Yeah.
1: And Jamie's like, I think Roger was kind of shocked
0: by... How much drinking there is in history, um, because that's the. To, plan to overthrow the king especially because of that right um and he starts to list some of the drinks and then punch is the first yeah rum
2: punch brandy
0: wine and then hard cut to roger being like and this and this and this <laughs> and he's listing all the kinds of alcohol in his outrage richard rankin is really funny in the scene he's so pissed he was so excited to go witness history and then it was just a bunch of men getting like, smashed why is everybody hammered why, why is everyone hammered Janet, bomb right <laughs> it's very funny and she's like oh so everybody was drunk when these speeches right and he was like everyone except your father because again incredible tolerance yeah. so <laughs> Jay- one of the things Jamie razor is good at getting wasted and still making
2: sense um <laughs> mm-hmm. so they're having this fun chat we do find out that jamie did not get nominated as a delegate to the con uh, Congressional, uh, Continental Congress because yeah. the and bad news about his. I just figured out another really great thing, mistress, which mm. is Jamie and Claire
0: both paint a slightly rosier picture. Jamie is so alludes that, like, well, you know, I could have gone, people had heard things, but it didn't, Who cares? whatever. And Claire, and he asked Claire how she was doing, and she says, Oh, I managed, you know, I'm fine. Um, And then we cut to Brianna and Roger and Brianna's like, things are really fucking shitty. Everyone hates my mother. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like, it's really bad. It's been really, really bad. And then Roger says, everyone already knew he would have been chosen. It was a great speech, but but because of his indiscretions and they're both pissed, but Claire and Jamie don't say those things to each other. Right. Um, it's really, it's again, super smart because of the way they've been doing it. We get both perspectives.
2: Mm. Um, where did Jamie go at the end of this episode? Because we're about to get into her puttering around the surgery all alone, which then leads to the final sequence. I mean, sequence. I'm not
0: sure. He might just be out. Somewhere out on the you ridge know, or he's do doing they even talk thing. about it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so then we see Claire as described. Puttering around with nothing to do. Nothing like wiping down pristine surfaces or surfaces because there's nothing to do in her Nobody's surgery. Nobody's coming to get healed
2: because nobody likes her anymore and they're all shunning her.
0: And then you hear a voice say, Lonely aren't you? And it's brown again in her head.
2: Uh, so, auditory hallucination this time. So then oh.
0: she is kind of like stumbling around and she looks out the window and she sees a very
2: pregnant Malva Christie. Beelining. Coming towards the house, probably about 50 yards away, but it's very clearly Malva. Beelining. And very much pregnant. And this is where I thought the episode was going to end. I didn't
0: think they were going to do that last bit yet. hmm But they did. So she goes for her ether mask, and she's, like, dosing, and she's, like, right, you can see it's really good. She's so shaken. She's running for the bed to, like, dose herself in ether. And she lays down, and you hear Malva knocking and saying, mistress, mistress, mistress. And she, it's obvious she's desperate to get in. Right? And then Claire sucks on the old ether
2: mask and conks out. It all disappears. Everything's gone. And then we get- When she wakes up, this is that other sound design note that I wanted to bring up. When she first wakes up and it's all quiet in the surgery and we realize that maybe what what happened before with Malva and everything might have been a hallucination. We're not sure. Yeah. And we hear this crackle of the fire- but it's really kind of forward in the sound design for a quiet moment where Claire is sitting up on the bed and I'm like, has she already set the house on fire? <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, but then she runs out and we see smoke. No, Hold on. We skip something. Mm-hmm. So Claire is
0: doses herself in ether and then she opens her eyes and it's all kind of blurry, um, like slightly fish eye lens, And then she sees that Malva is sitting next to her and, um, And she says, how did you get in here? Right? Mm -hmm. Um, And Malva doesn't really answer. But she goes into this... Monologue about how she's gonna have everything that's Claire's. I'm gonna have your husband. I'm gonna have your house. He wants me because I am young and you are old and your hair is gray and your flesh is hanging off of your bones. Uh, And the camera is sort of, she's giving this like straight to the camera, um, kind of following her around. And then we, and she gets through this whole speech. It's, I mean, monstrous. And we see that Claire has a scalpel in her
2: hand and she says, she grabs her by the back of the neck and gets the scalpel right up, up under her neck and is like, if you fuck with my family, I'll, I'll fucking kill you. I will fucking kill you. Right. Just like that.
0: And then Claire sits up on the bed. That's right.
2: So that, we don't know if that was hallucination or real. Oh. Yes. I know. But that's only because I've read the books. Oh.
0: It's, I will say, um, oh. the lenses, you it's think obvious- we're done. We're not done. The lens is obviously, it's distorted, right? So So it's one of two things. It does
2: feel like a hallucination. Claire
0: definitely sits up and thinks it's a hallucination because Malva's not there anymore. Yeah. Right? Um, And there's no more knocking. Yeah. Um, So Claire clearly thinks that she just had essentially like a nightmare when she was coming out of the ether. She's like, oh, God, that was shitty. She gets up. She walks out into the garden is trying to shake off this terrible experience that she just had. And life is so shitty. And she's cutting
2: in the weeds. And she, I'm going to let you take it away. She turns around and, and you hear the fire. You do hear the fire. This the sound of the fire is weirdly forward in the mix, as I said earlier. Like it's yeah. very important somehow, even though it's kind of like subliminal. Maybe almost. it's just to underline that there's no music because there's no music. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's, but it's important. You can tell that they made a deal out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she turns around and behind her on the on this one side of the gar- garden in like reeds or like reeds are, like reeds are falling something down. Like, like, like something's like back there, pushed down. Yeah. So she goes back there and looks, and it is. The dead body of one Malva Christie, who has been her throat has been slit from ear to ear, and she's lying. And you can tell it, she's um. Oh shit!
0: Oh we're shit. still not done. Um, oh oh shit. We're not. We're she's not sort even. of blue.
2: Like you can tell, it's not recent. This isn't yeah. a thing. Claire can she's do a anything bit about light blue, like. Claire can't save her, and then Claire has this moment of she's, panic when she looks down and sees the pregnant so belly. So she feels for—I mean, she's horrified, like horrified. She feels for Malva's pulse,
0: and obviously doesn't find anything. And you can watch her go, like, "I have to save her," and then it's too—and but then she's all she knows—it's too late. It's not just that there's no pulse; it's like it's been too long. This yeah. is a unmistakably dead body. Yeah, this isn't—you show up. Oh my God, it's not—you show up and you think the family is dead, and then you try to get them to drink water. It's not that she's obviously dead. Mm-hmm. Like, could not be more obviously dead. And it's gruesome. Dried, you can tell it's yeah. kind of dried. Like, it hasn't been hours, but it wasn't five minutes ago. It's been like maybe so a like days. So, like, how long? No. You mm-hmm. don't think so? No, no, no. With the blue? Maybe one day? There are too many people on the ridge. They would have noticed. You think so? Yes. That she
2: had disappeared?
0: No, I mean, there would somebody else would have come up. There mm-hmm. are too many people live in the house, like mm-hmm. Mrs. Bug and Lizzie and all of those people. There's, somebody only, there's also
1: Frazierville behind there where they make all the- I
0: would say yeah. like, <laughs> totally. There's the window factory. Um, I, you know, m- like maybe an hour. Yeah. Um, but we don't know how long Claire was out. Yeah. Right? Claire was unconscious. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that happens when she comes out is she sees this body. And you watch her react to not being able to do anything. And then she remembers that Malva is pregnant. So she exposes her stomach and her hands are shaking. And she...
2: Go ahead. She cuts into Malva's stomach. She gives her a C-section, essentially, right there. Yeah. And pulls out the stillborn baby and is trying to give it CPR to bring it back to life.
0: And the episode ends with her kneeling in the garden
2: with that dead with baby in her hand. Blood all over with her hands. With that pregnant woman's belly cut open and a big knife wound across her neck.
1: Oh no. Oh no. Oh shit. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh yes. no. Yes. Oh no. Yes, that happened. Oh no.
2: I know. What's
1: such a bad look. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Understatement of the (laughs) century. It might
0: be the worst look. That's a real fashion faux pas. That shit away. Like, um, come on. pants on the runway. <laughs> it's like, it's, I mean, it is, incre- it's a great effect, unsurprisingly. Is. Um, Katrina is incredible. Oh, no. uh, it is incredibly gruesome. And as it's happening, you know why she's doing it. And you also know that it is a terrible idea. Yeah. Like, she, Claire, that woman has no choice but to do this thing because that is who she is. But as it's happening, you're like, oh, no, no. don't cut her womb open and pull the don't baby do out. It. don't do that't
1: no, no.
2: Oh. no Lord. and
0: we don't oh, need no. to see anybody find her that way to know that someone is gonna find her that yeah. way because Claire is incapable it's Like she can't deal. it's one thing too many she's gr- shocked and horrified and grieving and, and frightened
2: scared that maybe she did
0: it yes and Yeah. The- yes um, because she had this hallucination right um it oh is
1: my God. Oh my God! You see why we needed two episodes. Oh my God! We might need another episode for me to come down from this. Oh my God!
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Holy shit! Two more episodes left in the season, baby. Oh my! I cannot. It was. How are they gonna? How? How does she get out of this? How? I mean, I I can't say anything. Get out of this is the wrong phrase, but how does this resolve? Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say.
0: Um, the world turned upside down. down is an interesting choice for this episode because as a title, because it's all about perspective. It's all about what you see and what you know and what you don't see and what you don't know. And the biggest example is obviously Claire and Jamie and that scene in the stable. Mm -hmm. But with Malva, there are all kinds of things that we have seen and know and all kinds of things that we have not seen and do not know. And, and the one completely unambiguous thing at the end of this episode is that we will never know exactly because Malva is dead. So we will never get to know specifically why she wanted to talk to Claire, all kinds of other things, but as like a really specific one that no one else could possibly know. We can't know why she was knocking on that door when Claire took that mask full of ether. We will never know. Um, Which obviously, because the ether thing is not in the book... That's not a thing that's in the book. Right. It is the it is a brilliant narrative choice. Wow. It's brilliant. Um, Holy hell. Yeah. It's so so good. there are other wow. things that we, there are things we don't understand. There are things that, that you don't know that you don't know that whereas, do you know what I mean? Where it's sort of hard to know what the question is until you've seen the answer. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say anything more than that, but it's, there's, Ambiguity that the characters are experiencing, and then there's ambiguity in the story. Yeah. We, it is never ambiguous to the viewer whether or not Jamie had sex with Malva. Yeah, never right. a question, obviously never not. a question. Um there's a lot of other things that aren't. For example, we will never know whether or not that baby was Ian's. I'm sure. For, here's another note: Claire should have said, "Okay, well, when did you have sex with Malva?" Because I can eyeball a pregnancy like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. So I can tell you can definitively tell you. <laughs> whether or not it is possible that that's your baby. Um, come on, Ian, get yeah. it together. Yeah. Um, Auntie, do you know how long Malva's been with child? That's what he should have done anyway. Um, so we. Th- my point is, there are lots of things that we don't know. Mm. Um,
2: I suspect there's going to be some more info about old get fucked face. Yeah.
0: Uh, there's so much shit I can't say, guys. I know.
2: I just Because saying yeah. having any reaction is having a reaction. Okay. Then I'm you not going to push it anymore. And you know what? We're over an hour on this one. Yeah. We might as well wrap um, this we're one up. We're going to do...
0: I was going to try to do a little in the books, but I think it's actually... Because of the nature of the thing, pointing out ambiguities is to make them less ambiguous. So um, maybe after the next episode, because we'll, okay. we're all, Outlander is off next week, but we are not, which I'll get back to in a second. Um, but Outlander is off next week. The week after that, I'll make we'll do it in the books for patrons um, to sort of talk about some of these things that won't be spoilers for Julie at that point. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't even know how to do a scale. I don't... You know what? Because you know what? The Costumes, the, 10 out of 10. For the first time in the entire time we've been doing this show, I don't I don't want to give this episode scales because I feel like this episode, as we mentioned earlier, was so lean and spare yeah. and like perfect, I don't want to put anything on it. Because you know
0: what? To, to rate it low on the sex scale would be to... Uh, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. It's, it's not. Their sexual relationship is obviously a very important part of this episode, despite the fact that they never have sex. Yeah. We never see anyone have sex. Um, but there's that conversation about Mary. McNab as an example, it's very tender. It's about connection and trust and relationship and all of these things. And sex is a piece of that, but it's not the most important piece mm. in this case. Um, not that we wouldn't mind tush. Yeah. but I would have liked to see a little tush. But in this episode, maybe not. You know what? It didn't, I'm need, not, it. It I didn't ha- need it. I have two notes. I guess I have three notes. Didn't need the two months later. Didn't need the voiceover. Didn't over. need the voiceover. And Claire should have told Ian, well, when did you fuck Malva? Those yes. are my notes. <laughs> um,
2: that is all, though. <laughs> Those are all my notes. Um, it's just really it's just really good. So it's too good for scales. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Too yeah, It doesn't scales. need them. And the way in which it's good, specifically, is too good for scales.
0: I yes.
1: think it, it created a scale. I don't know what that scale is, but it is on that scale. Well, the
0: scale that's the most important is would you get up to get a drink? Absolutely not. Zero. Yeah. I would maybe pause it to sit
2: in silence and not do anything for a, a r- minute
1: or two. A reflection period? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh,
2: like, I need a minute. Well, okay. as soon as it ended when I was watching it, I texted Allison and I was like, what? <laughs> Like, <laughs> I was waiting for that text to come in. Oh, oh my God. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was, it was too well crafted. Yeah. It doesn't really need like comparison to anything. It was good. Yeah. Um, and we can use the end roll from the previous episode, so I don't think you have to worry about that.
0: Uh, I won't. I'm checking the director's name. Oh, um, um, yes. Important. Yeah. Just tack it. Just tack the... So, patrons, you're going to get the same recording twice this week. It's, you don't understand. We started doing this at 1 p.m. It's almost 4. Yeah, we've got to be done. we got to be done soon. But I want to get the director's name. director is Justin Malotnikov. Um... Who is, let's see, where is his filmography? Two episodes. What's his other episode of Outlander? Uh, it's hard to tell on my phone. We'll have to tell. He's doing another episode of Outlander What's or his has name already again? done Say it again. Um,
1: Justin, Justin
0: Malachnatov. Oh, and two episodes of Doctor Who. That's interesting. Awesome. Okay, uh, in 2015. So that would have been Capaldi era.
1: Y- yes, yeah, or is that. That's Smith, End of. That's, is, that's towards the end of No, Smith.
0: 2005, because Jodie was 2016, wasn't she?
1: Was she? Yeah.
0: I, I think can't so. Keep, Doesn't can't, matter. Can't he also is a dark director who incredibly well-directed. Who did the costumes? Um, that's going to be hard for me to figure out. Right. Well, um, whoever did, on my phone. kudos, buddy. Uh, we w- we'll do a whole episode about the costumes of this season uh, after it's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll be talking about the monk costume. It's forever. That's, a, that's up there with red dress, monkey vest. Batsuit. Batsuit. It's one of the
2: greats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's incredible. It Wedding dress, represents, it's that level. It represents so, so, it represents so many deep things.
0: Yeah, it's an incredible piece of costuming. Mm-hmm. Um, so Justin Milotnikov and Tony Grafia, Excellent.
1: incredible
0: work. Mm-hmm. The entire cast, incredible work, but we have to pick a platinum pample moose. Who is your MVP for this episode? Dude.
2: Oh, my God. It's tough. Claire and, uh, sorry, Katrina and Sam were both so fucking good in this episode. But I, I really think I have to give it to Jessica Reynolds. Me
1: too. I think she's earned it.
2: She is just so terrifyingly good. Like yeah. it's the turns, the moment where just something drops away and it's not like she moves or anything. It's just something behind her eyes. It's like, uh, remember those viewfinders? Yeah. Where they it's just like turn? it flips off. It's, yeah. it's exactly it's like uncanny. that. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. She's very good. And you don't know which one is the mask. Right, you never know because that's how
0: fucking good she is at doing this. Yeah, awesome. so it could be that everything that we saw between her and Claire before this was, was a lie. lie, or it could be that it was all true and we have no fucking idea. And now she's dead. It's she. I mean, Jessica Reynolds. The, Planet. Pamper the knows. best scene is, I think, the stable scene. Yes, but but Which she's is the just MVP. This Robert, episode, yeah. frankly, if that young woman was not so good. I mean, I, like I said, was really worried about the storyline. You need somebody at that level or it doesn't work at all. Mm -hmm. You have, because it would be so easy to hate her.
2: And it would be so easy to take the kind of lazy route, which they obviously didn't do. And she is so good. She couldn't. And (laughs) she's
0: terrifying, but you can't hate her because you don't understand. Yeah. Right. Like there's something is not right and you're furious, but it's not like that bitch that's it's never that and when Claire slaps her it's not that it's betrayal it's like oh it's incredible yeah okay yeah she's my MVP too my Mm -hmm. planet pebble moose Jessica Jessica Reynolds you fucking killed it like just I hope (laughs) somewhere out there I hope your friends are getting you good and drunk at a big fucking party celebrating how good you are in this show I hope that you are getting all of your flowers and having the best fucking day Good job,
2: but good job, everybody. Yes, um, my, definitely my favorite episode so far this season. Oh, the yeah. season's been pretty good. This so far, this yes. season has good been season. better than last season. Yes, oh. it's a good
0: mm-hmm. season, oh, but this fair. episode was next level, mm-hmm. really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, the other thing that we have to say is uh, a couple of little events coming your way. First of all, we are going to be doing a live wrap-up show. Um, the first time we've done a non-convention live show since before the pandemic at the place where we did it! Yes! last <laughs> time! So, you can join us on May 7th at... 11 a.m. because it's not
2: even noon
0: um to uh listen to us roll our dice and talk about our this that and the other thing uh of season six, of season six. Mm-hmm. it's going to be really really fun uh please come join us we'll put information on facebook and instagram but it's the oasis in rogers park in chicago uh please come uh free but buy booze and tip well yes because we, as you would you can't you don't understand. You can't embarrass us at the Oasis. Please do not. <laughs> You can't. It's- well,
2: you also... First of all, please don't. You can't, and also you can't. can't. The only way, yeah, it has double meaning.
0: The only way you can bear embarrass yourself at the Oasis is by not tipping. Um, for example, you could laughs. You could have Julie Starbird make you laugh so hard that you vomit. So you vomit into your hands, run out of the building, vomit on the side of the building, and then come back in, and then have the bartender say. What was that? And you say, It's not that I'm drunk, it's that Julie made me laugh so hard I puked. And then they go,
2: Okay. Here's a pitcher of water, go take care of it. Go
0: rinse it down and then you're fine. Scouts honor as long as you're not wasted. Um
2: uh, listener, I know that sounds really specific. Because it's, it's really specific <laughs> that happened to me. Um, so when I say you what can't, have I, done? I have oh probably fallen over more than one. time.
0: I mean, we've gotten into more than one screaming, crying argument, screaming matches at the bar. Yeah, it's oh, been yeah, a long time can't since that happened. Us at the o. Yeah, so you can't oh. unless you don't tip. Yeah. So tip at the O. Um, oh you, my god, May seven. Eleven fifty nine a m. because it's not even noon, uh, and we won't start till like twelve fifteen. But are you kidding? I wasn't going to pass that joke no, up. We got to. Uh, so come join us and our our favorite Chicago grandma Michelle mm-hmm. uh, for a live show.
2: She's really excited to see y'all. Yes.
0: Second, uh, next Sunday, uh, which
2: is Easter. Easter,
0: um, a holy day. It has risen. Um, We are going to have a very special crowdcast for it is going to be yet another wake from all this baby. No, sorry. No, sorry. It is not, we're not, we're dark, but we're not that dark. Yeah. Um, That's not, that's not what we're doing. We're having a wake for Janine's microphone, (laughs) 2016 to 2022. And the reason is our dear, sweet, beloved. Annie Potts, our resident Annie Potts got into a very fancy PhD program. Whee! We it's extremely exciting. But unfortunately, his PhD is not in Outlander Studies. So <laughs> bullshit. He is <laughs> moving across the country. Uh, and while he will not be gone for good, he will very occasionally come back and join us. It is the end of the road with the drunk cast for Janine.
1: It's yeah. been a long one. It, it has been a long one.
0: He will be greatly missed. Um, so
1: come to the So wake come to the
0: Microphone. <laughs> um, We are also, there's one more episode with Janine, and it is the Janine send off episode. So you've got a whole other hour of us and Janine shooting the shit. We'll probably, you know what? We'll definitely talk about tampons again.
2: Yeah. How could we not? We're going to
0: play the hits, yeah. is what I'm saying. We're going to do a lovely farewell episode for Janine. And then after that, at 1 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. on. Uh, May sorry, 17th, April, April 17th, sorry, 8, yeah, sorry, April 17th. 1 p.m. Um,
2: Central April 17th.
0: We are going to have the wake on Crowdcast. So that will be open to patrons. Uh, if you are not a patron and you want to join us um, yeah, donate a dollar for one month and come. That's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. it's you, you do you. But please come celebrate Janine with us. Uh,
1: it's going to be really really fun. Mhm. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Love you
0: guys. And we'll be... Love you too. Love you too, bud. Um, It'll be sad, and Julie and I feel all kinds of feelings about it, but... um, Mostly pride. Mostly pride. Good job, dude. Thanks. Um, Yeah. You all who've been listening for a long time. Uh, by the way, hello, new listeners. It's Hi. A, it's been a big month. There's not, a lot of y'all. Not sure where you found us, but welcome What's in. What's up? Um, welcome. Coinface means Lord John Gray. Uh, Pamplemousse is <laughs> Marta. Um, Find the spreadsheet. G- Gil yeah, just fucking... is Dougal. I can't even keep it um, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll recount them all more later for you. But um, we, you'll know that the pandemic was was a rough time for everyone, just because you're alive you know the pandemic was a rough time for everybody but through the pandemic our dear beloved janine was doggedly looking for what his next phase was going to be and he applied for a bunch of things and did a bunch of work on himself and on business and on space (laughs) and uh (laughs) like a bunch of cool things uh and is now entering this new fabulous phase of his life and we're so excited but we're gonna miss this bitch hell yeah so um so we'll celebrate him next week. And then lie. we'll go back to, to talking about Outlander. Yeah. And we'll explain it
2: to no one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It'll just, just be an
2: echo chamber me and Allison yelling at each other stupid bits about poop. <laughs> and then we'll go, and then
0: Claire cut open Malva's stomach and we'll wait for someone to a- say, oh shit, and you'll hear cricket. Crickets, I was going to say,
2: cricket. we need that sound effect machine so that I can hit the crickets whenever you want to respond. To it. <laughs> That would be very funny. That would be cute. Um, so, yeah, join us for the,
0: the wake for Janine's microphone. For Janine's microphone. Microphone. Uh, and this is where Julie is going to play all of the stuff about where you can find us on social media. Yep. And thanking our patrons. Blownut. Yep. Thank
2: you. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlendercast. You can find us on Twitter at PodLendercast. You can find us on Instagram at Podlendercast and Podlender Presents and sick burn Jane, um, which is our other podcast uh where we talk about Jane austen shit and burns <laughs> that are sick. Um you can also find us on Patreon where you can support the show, get access to our crowdcasts, including a really fun crowdcast we have coming up that I'm not gonna tell you about just yet, and um uh the Slack and uh Bonus episodes, which are our favorite, but there's some Janine's Corner, a backlog of Janine's Corner for you to check out, but also What, what now? now, What now? Uh, which is what where now? Julie and I talk about a random thing um, for a while.
2: For absolutely no for reason. For no reason at
0: all. <laughs> um, it's really fun. Uh, mm. Oh, Anyway, patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. We want to thank all of our patrons for making it possible for us to do the show, but especially the following wonderful people. I'm scrolling on my phone, so I'm not going to do the thing. <gasps> Armstrong, Sydney Taylor, BG, Just Brie, for six Maddie Perkins, and Lisa Brian, Julia Guglia, Kathleen Martin, Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Raddick, Jen Collins, Ashley Takes and Tina Barnett, Nicole Rodriguez, Kristen Freckled, Fury, Laura Colton, Amelia Bazzellis, and Bell, Stella Welch, Tori Halligan, Clara Feeney, Rochelle Lefebvre, Cherry Hurdle, Emily Carlson, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Kelly, Mazella, Chantel, Salters, Mary the Falling Statue, Tara Lucchino, Viv Pickles, a Okay, Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jen Wilkowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Caramara, Trish McCurry, Julie DeToy, Jen, Lynn, Kelly Bond, and Kiki. The Heimweiss.